0: Hi, well, my name is Brian, I'm um, working. There you go. here, Hi. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Modern technology.
1: Yeah, uh, man.
0: It's amazing how far things have come. Right. Um, so, congratulations on the upcoming release, the new album. Um, how do you find uh, inspiration to keep coming up with some great material? Uh, well, I've got a, a great writing partner. So that that helps me. Um, you know, he, he he gives me music, and I you know do the best I can to make his music sound good. And and uh, you know any any stuff that I write myself,
2: he usually makes that sound good too. So um, that uh, that that always helps. I I think it's a it's a great thing because you know I, I'm a, I'm a vocalist. I'm not a I'm, I don't fancy myself a musician. Um, I can play a little bit of guitar enough to get some ideas down, but at the end of the day, you know. You got you gotta have you gotta have a good partnership uh, with somebody, and
1: uh, Freddie and I have that, so it works out really well. Good, good. I mean, it comes across on the album;
0: um, it, it, everything sounds really good. I was uh, surprised to see the the last song that you teamed up with um, Ripper Owens. Um, uh, how how did that come about? Well, it was actually, you know, it was sort of in the works for the,
2: the last record. You know, we we had this the song. It was you know basically the nuts and bolts of it and we had this concept and we wanted to do it uh it just didn't work out really uh for for tim at the time it didn't work out for us as far as you know the, the material that we had for the record and and the, just the, the amount of the amount of music that we had for the last record so uh it's sort of one of those things that got held over and you know happy accident i guess you know it's, things worked out for us um especially with uh, the you know, the unfortunate part of of covid um you know being here, it, it definitely sucked, but it, it freed things up a little bit. I think for maybe for Tim, and so we were able to do it, and you know we we're happy to happy to do it. I mean, we had a couple a couple of guest musicians on the record, and it was uh, it's nice to uh, all those guys are, you know, including you know Tim um, and Bill, you know these are these are guys that are out there doing it you know they're musicians for you know and they they need the money because that's uh that's what they do for a living and so we were happy i guess in our little part just to help them out there financially as well um during this time because it's uh it's tough it's a, it's a tough time for musicians so yeah um it kind of worked out for us so you know, i get we, we benefited a little bit from that i guess uh in a, in a kind of a dark way but
1: um um hopefully
2: we we helped them out and they certainly helped us out because the all all our all of their performances on the record are phenomenal so
0: really really happy with them right yeah you can i mean it's it's a really great song um surprising but it's really great song um how do you how do you go about now with pandemic and things like that um promoting and touring is there any plans for that or how do you well it's it's tough for for freddie and i anyway just simply because um because we have other careers. So, you know, whenever we're planning something we have to really plan it, it has to be solid. You know, we can't just do it and and not, uh, and not pan out for us because, you know, we're, we're, you know, we'd be losing, you know, our, our, you know, our money from
2: our, our own jobs, and things like that to to go out there and promote it. So it's really difficult for for us to do it to begin with, and then add this into the mix uh, where you can't necessarily have guarantees on, um, on shows and stuff man and it's so it's it's really really tough you know you know and i'm not certainly not making other people's situations uh smaller because their their situations are certainly more dire than ours because we don't rely on it for a living but you know we'd like to get out there and promote man but it's it's just tricky right now we've got to do it smartly you know we can't we can't afford to go out there and, and just you know
1: Put all our eggs in, in a basket and then it not happened because of lockdowns or whatever. So we'll, we still have to, we still
2: have to wait it out. I've, I've seen some people canceling stuff already for summer and, and all that. So that's, that's a bummer. Yeah. And so that it doesn't really
0: look too good for the for the future as far as uh, promoting the record in that way. But, you know, hopefully we can figure something out. Yeah. Maybe like a live stream or, or through social media, you know, give some different avenues i know a lot of bands that are doing that but it's you know it's not yeah. as, as easy as you as it, people say it is you know
2: yeah it's, i i certainly wouldn't think it is man I'm, but I, I do know that people have had pretty good success with doing it it probably isn't necessarily this you know the same feeling as going out and seeing a band but i think it does from a from a fan aspect of it it certainly would for me at least knowing that the, that the you know, the bands are out there and they're, they're wanting to promote their stuff and, and they want to connect their bands in some way or another, and even if it's just a matter of, of doing, you know, more interviews or talking or doing, you know, doing some sort of talking, game, things like that, to, to really support it and uh, and let the, let
0: the fans know that, hey, you know, we're, we're still here, we're you know, we got you back. And we appreciate you having our back. So, you know, like, again, we'll see. We'll see what happens, man tricky. Yeah, yeah it is. Um, so, growing up uh, musically, how what bands influenced you vocally most, or even, uh, even guitar-wise? You know?
2: It's well, because um, i as, like I said, I was never never a, a guitar player, but I I always loved you know music, and I you know, focused on the on the music aspect of it. But I I would imagine that as far as the um as far as like the, the vocalists that, that uh, inspired me, um, there's the list is long, uh, but you know everybody from Bruce to you know Ronnie James and Rob Halford, uh, James Hetfield, um, you know Chuck Billy, Russ Anderson. I mean, you know I had like a, definitely a lot of Bay Area. Grasch was was kind of my my meat potatoes uh, back in the in the early '80s. You know, so, you know whenever that really hit whenever uh bay area thrash was 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 hitting it big man i was, I was really that was that was prime time for me though because i was you know my my teen years so um all that was really big for me and even you know when pantera came out man that that was that was huge too so um you know my my early band like <clears throat> my earlier bands uh especially with the one that i had with my brother we were definitely more of a thrash oriented groove metal kind of Kind of band, so that was a that was a big big thing for me as far as you know actually getting out and doing shows and things like that. That's that's what I sort of cut my teeth on. Um, I know that Freddie's got some of, you know some of the same um, the some of the
1: same influences, uh, Maiden, in, you know Slayer, Metallica and, and
2: things. Uh, you know, so I it, you know we're we're sort of Freddie's a couple of years younger than me, but we we sort of were listening to much the same kind of stuff um and he probably you know he he probably tended to lean a little bit more uh death metal and uh doom stuff but uh than i did but you know that's probably because again there's just just those couple of years difference maybe that was the the bigger influence on him um during those times because he was because at that time like when he was the teenager you know death metal was really hitting it big and, and stuff like that so i would imagine that may have something to do with it. You know, it all it all does, man. If you look back at it, you sort of see your formative years of music listening tends to be those those
0: teenage years. Right. Um. So, which you know, something we can all, I think, should be proud of. That you know, it kind of sticks with you at that at that oh, yeah. time. Whatever's
2: important at that time, it, uh,
0: it tends to be important for the rest of your life. Right. Well, I still listen to Saxon. They were the first band that I got into in my teenage years, and it's uh, uh, still like one of my number one. Um, nice. All these years later, but um, do you find um, topics uh, easy to write about, or do you, do you have writer's block ever? I mean, are you constantly writing in between albums? <laughs> yeah i mean if i have like if i have an idea you know a toilet kind of thing one of, the, one of those moments i've ever, the, the cool thing about having uh having my phone with me you know most of the time is that i've got my little
2: tablet man, so i can like if i get a, like a line or something that just strikes me then i'll just i'll just write it down and then you know t- tends to go from there like over even a, like a title of a song or, or like something that gives me the idea of the concept to run with you know i can do that um, and like freddie wrote several of the songs lyrically on this on this record um lyrically or conceptually anyway um and you know we wrote some stuff together but um but he had quite a few things so that that was sort of like a no-brainer for me kind of was like okay that's cool Pretty wants to do lyrics and stuff like that that's cool I'll, I'll take it and uh you know he never really like uh held me up to any uh as far as vocal melodies or anything like that um but you know he had a concept, and I, you know, I totally dug that. Um, like for for instance, um, uh, da, 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 Where God fears to go. It was, it was concept that, that he was inspired by a, a documentary um, he he saw about um, uh, silver mines in Peru and the kind of the horrible conditions and things like that. So you know it's really dark, and he had a kind of dark concept going with it, and I I thought that was really a really cool thing. Um, you know, and then Monsters, Monsters Lament is, is also his lyrical idea and, and con- conceptual idea. So that was kind of that was kind of cool because it gave me a little bit of ability to kind of mess with some stuff um, that I wouldn't necessarily have to have have thought about because he kind of laid it out, laid songs out and uh, said, hey, this is like this is how this is how Monsters Lament needs to be because these are the characters and things like that. And this sort. So cool. Awesome. So then I'll, kind of, I'll concentrate on melodies and harmonies and all this other stuff and, and kind of run with that. So, um, yeah. I mean, there's no like when Freddie and I are writing, there's no there's no real method to or madness. We we both really try, try to contribute as much as we can um, to getting the songs done.
1: And uh, you know sometimes you know like it come it really comes down to just the putting the, the, the polish on on things. Sometimes whenever we um, are like, hey man. Can we, uh, can we switch this a
2: little bit? Tweak this here or there? That's, that's about it. And we, we, I think we, we have a pretty good um, understanding of one another and our abilities. Sometimes we push each other to do a little bit more, which is, which is always good. Um, I know he did like for, for that, for Where uh, for God Fears To Go, he asked me to do a little bit, some, some more higher stuff, reminiscent of uh, what, what he, he, I think he said something about going, going for like the horror show stuff. Uh, the horror show, hot,
0: and I'm like, oh, all right, hey, man, yeah. so, whatever, man, what you want to do? If you, if you want me to head that way, we can do that, so um, I did rap him though, even though it was, that was 20 years ago, and so I don't, I don't know if those highs are still there or not, yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. But, well, speaking of which, how do you keep your voice in such good shape? Uh, lots any, of coffee. Lots of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, is there um, any... Regimens that you do or practice? You know, man, I, I, I you know, I try to do some warm ups and things like that, but not like over the top. Um, I, I'm really, I think the the blessing for me is that this is not my full time gig,
2: so I actually have time to rest my voice, mm-hmm. um, time, um, and I can go out when I'm when I'm recording. I record here in my home studio, so I go to the studio and I can sit down for a couple hours session, and then walk away from it and then come back to it later. So I'm not like blowing myself out, you know, going in there, doing what you need to do. If I'm not feeling great one day, then I don't think, you know, and then I, if I'm feeling good, then I go out there and I'm, I'm like, you know, bang out like, you know, a couple songs. It, it depends. So, um, but I'm not under, I'm not under a, a microscope. I'm not under, under a time crunch as far as that goes. Like, like the old days, you know, when I, when you go, got to go into the studio, you go into the studio and, Hey man, you got, you know, you got five days to crank out this entire record.
1: Like, oh shit,
2: you know. So, um, I I haven't had that in a while. The last the last time I, I did anything like that was for We Are Sentinels, um, where I went to Minneapolis to, to record the whole record there. And uh, you know, it was it's tough. Even even with those songs that are not necessarily aggressive songs, um, when I'm doing so many tr- so much tracking and so many layers and choruses and things like that, it, it wears on you. And, uh, you know, you notice that as an older person, as I so, um the recovery time is not as not as quick and whatnot. But as far as like, um, you know, touring and things like that, obviously, we don't tour a lot. Um, it's just not a not an option. But when, whenever I do tour, I, my, my thing is always, you know, hydrate as much as you can, get as much rest as you can and try not to talk to people. Too much, you know. You you want to be cordial and nice and all that, but talking is probably one of the worst things you can do for your singing voice. Mm. So that's why it's not like, you know, I won't do a bunch of interviews and then go out, and, you know, do a bunch of tracks because it's just not, you know, not conducive to the to the thing. Mm. So, um, you know, just you you figure out ways. You know, everybody's got different things in their voice and, and figure out ways to, to deal with things and, and overcome. Certainly not Pavarotti. So,
0: you know, i have Definitely one of the most recognizable voices in, in metal, in heavy metal. Um, you know that's, that's definitely uh, true of your voice. Well, I,
2: I I appreciate that, and, and I can you know that's that's the thing. I'm I'm, I'm absolutely 100 percent with that. If, if I never hear anything other than you know I, I yeah I don't even know if he's the greatest, he's the the best, or whatever. I don't really care about that, but recognizable voice. And I, and I know there, there's two sides to that coin, because I know some people absolutely hate my which is absolutely fine. But so long as it's recognizable when somebody puts on a, on a record and they go, that sounds like Matt, cool, yeah. I'm, I'm okay, because that's really what I've always wanted to, to, to do. I never wanted to sound like anybody else. I'm inspired by all kinds of people, but I never wanted to sound like anybody else. And that's what I always tell people whenever they ask me about, <clears throat> you know, how do you do this or what you know? what do you suggest that I do here? And I always suggest be yourself. You know, do do the best you can with what you have got, and you know, and then try and improve on that always. But don't try to be somebody else. You know, right. stop tr- stop trying to sing like somebody else because it just never works out exactly. You know, you may have <clears throat> you may have certain tones and timbers to your voice that may um, may make people think of another vocalist. Like I get the Paul Stanley thing all the time. I'm not a Kiss fan. Never never was but I get that I sound a little bit like Paul Stanley when I sing. It's just because of my, whether my nasal cavity or whatever it is about my voice, um, I don't, I'm not insulted by it, but I just understand that that's the way it is. And it just, you know, coincidentally, I have, a, I have, you know, some, some tone to my voice that sounds like Paul Stanley. So, and that's fine. I've never intended to do that. It just is the way it is. And that's what I, you know, I would impress upon anybody. Hey, just try to be yourself right. and then find do well and, and accentuate that
0: and then that will be that will be the thing that people remember and that's okay you know so yeah definitely um, the Paul Stanley and, uh, i, I died got you um, I heard that song first on a, on a collection a compilation album and I came into the whenever I was listening to it at that one there's one part where you go yeah and it sounds just like Paul Stanley and I'm like man it's Paul Stanley but it's much better it's heavier it's more aggressive so let me listen to the rest of the song and then let me listen to the rest of the uh you know stuff and um the voices. there's some a little bit there you could say yeah okay here a little bit but it's mostly your yeah. own you know um yeah and, and I and I think it's just uh, whatever it is about it. It's the timber or the, or the, the nasally nasalness or whatever it is that I got going on. I don't know what it is. I, I certainly don't intend to
2: do that. But uh, just whatever feels natural to me, and that's what I've always tried to do, man. I just try to try to be as even even like in doing like cover songs, which ironically we did, you know, creatures of the creatures of the night back in the day. Um, I never. I was never really trying to sound like any, any of the singers
1: specifically. I was just trying to do, you know, those songs justice and, and honor those vocalists, but not try to be, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know
0: if, yeah. it, if it, that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does, it does. It definitely comes across on those songs. And uh, Dust in the Wind, the cover you guys did um, of Kansas. Um, uh-huh. Definitely. Beginning of the song, okay, it's kind of like, all right, It's it's a cover. Uh, or maybe it's a tribute, whatever, and then it kicks in to the heavier end of it. You guys kind of took it up a notch, uh, yeah. and made it your own. It's, it's definitely, it's you, you know, it's not, yeah. you sounding like the guy from Kansas, so, uh. yeah. What's the, uh, the strangest thing that's ever happened on stage to you that you can talk about? Uh, strangest thing, man. Well, it's been a while since I've been on stage, um,
2: well, I, I, I do recall. I don't know if it was strange. It was it was intentional. But um, so you know, at the at the end of the tour, the fans that tour with them to do pranks. You know, the last show it's sort of like a, a thing, which sort of sort of sucks sometimes for the fans. I think because we're up, you know, we're acting like goofballs. They they came to see a metal show. But um, so we were we were torn with uh, with Nevermore as as we did uh, a bit. This was back during you know Ice Ice days, and um, I think we were somewhere. I don't know where the heck we were. We were, were we in Sweden maybe? Maybe we we're in Sweden. It's so like last show and
1: and uh, and uh, Nevermore had gone on before us, and we had, we had done some goofy stuff to them and, and all that and disrupted their show.
2: And so we're getting ready to go on. And uh, I think we were I think we were opening the show with uh, with with Dark Sog I think. Yeah, I think so. And so you get the moody part, you know, and and I'm going up there to my microphone and I'm trying to be all cool and medley and moody and whatnot. And I go up there and I get ready to, you know, and I grab hold of the mic and I bring it to my face. And the aroma that's coming off of this microphone is the most God awful smell I've ever smelled in my life. They had taken the worst smelling cheese and covered my microphone in it and oh. it was just
0: absolutely, I felt like I was going to throw up, like, before I was getting ready to sing, so, yeah, so that was a that was kind of one of those weird moments, because I'm sure the look on my face, the expression on my face was that of, of uh, somebody just, you know, died or something, oh. right from, uh, yeah, so that was, that was, fun. but, yeah, we, we have a lot of good, a lot of good tours with those guys, man, that was, that was always fun, which just how, you know, Van and I became friends, yeah. So forth. Um, so, yeah, there, there. You know that that was the that was some fun times. Good, good. Um, what are there any subjects that you would not write about, like politics or religion? Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I
2: mean, you know, I, I, you know, I try not to get too much into that that stuff, man. I mean, I at I things, and I, I let people. I, you know, I, I try not to be. So influential. I don't want to be that. I don't want to be that guy. I'm not, I'm not like, you know, I've, I've I've got my opinions like everybody else. But I can, I you know, I do write some things that may be provocative. Um, but I want the listener to really figure that out for themselves. And I don't want to like look too far into it as then you know, he's this or he's that or whatever. Just you know, whatever strikes them. It's sort of like, you know, is Operation Mindcrime political? well, yeah, I'm sure there's political aspects of it, you know, and, you know, politics and religion and things like that. But they did it in such a great way that it, it allowed the, the listener to really think for themselves and really kind of think things out and get their own opinions on stuff. So you don't really know what direction the band is in. And I always really respected that about that, about that record, particularly when you're talking about things like that, conceptual and all that. I thought it was a really smartly done, record and so it didn't really didn't really pigeonhole the band in a in a way particularly it was just telling the story it was kind of nicely done so yeah um I, you know as far as subjects i wouldn't approach i i you know i don't know man i mean like any, anything where it, you know anything where kids are getting hurt or something like that would be would really be tough um, you know just, you know, it, just things that I, I can't, I, I can't imagine, especially now as a, as a dad, you know, um, my, I'm sure that my, the things that I would write about now are a lot different from when I was a kid and didn't have kids, you know, yeah. um, or a young man and didn't have kids. So everybody's every perspective sort of changes throughout time, but, uh. I don't know, maybe it's just some, you know, some of the more catfish stuff. I, I, I don't know. I can't really think of anything specifically that I, that I, that I would, but I, I do try to, you know, not talk about too much about religion and politics and all that other good stuff
0: without just kind of having it be an open topic, mm-hmm. you know. Leaving it up to the listener to make it their and, own and, as far
1: as what it means. Yeah, yeah, yeah because I like because a, lot, a lot of the stuff, a lot of the stuff that, that I write, I, I, I like to tend to be a little bit,
2: have that dualistic approach to it, you know, so that you can look at it a couple different ways. Um, there's a lot of that in the first record and, and the second record, as far as stuff that I, that I write. And that's what I, I like to do, because I like to kind of leave it really more to the, to the listener and you can sort of kind of... Figure it, figure it out for yourself, and not necessarily, hey, what's he thinking? But I want the listener to say, well, what am I thinking? You know, how does this how does this affect me, and what I, what, what what I want? One of the things that I I hated, I I always were, I'm an I'm an old school guy. I was around before videos were, you know. Um, and what I really liked about sitting down and listening to a record and not seeing a video of, of a record. Or of a you know of a band interpreting or or a director interpreting what the song is about, um, which you know is crazy, especially in the '80s, man, because they did some crazy stuff with with videos and things like that. It was nothing what the song is about. But I I just like to have the listener interpret the songs for themselves, and get get out of it what what motivates them and what makes them feel good. I mean that ultimately that's our job, right? We're, we are just you know, essentially traveling minstrels, you know. We're just we're telling stories and letting them letting them kinda of fill in the blanks and make the story bigger, make it make it what they want
0: it to be. So Well you definitely on uh, this album it's definitely um, a lot of stories and a lot of good music. So congratulations on that. And then you know also your whole history uh, in the past with other bands. Um, one last question before we go, do you find that bands approach you like some of the and say, hey Will you sing for us? You you get a lot of that, or I mean, I, I, I do I, I do and unfortunately you know I I, uh, I I do I do get that and I and I, a lot of times I
1: just don't have the, the time to devote to that because anything that I that I do I want to make sure that I have a hundred percent
2: into it you know mm-hmm. um, I want to be a hundred percent invested in it and I and I am um, you know I up to the point of obsession sometimes. So if I don't feel like I can, I can, you know, invest my, myself and my time and, and all that into a project, I, I will, you know, respectfully decline, uh, doing it. And I do that a lot because I've got a lot of other stuff going on. Um, not just, you know, ashes, but, um, my personal life, which is very important to me. I have a couple of teenage boys now. And, and, you know, um, it's, it's important for me to be around for that and, uh, for, for, um, and, and for my wife. Um, and, you know, I do have so any any project that I take on, it has to it would have to be, you know, something that I could I could do or that I'm going to be 100 percent invested in. And I I can't I can't but I can do a lot, um, but I, I do appreciate and I, you know, I'm very sincere about it. Whenever I you know, write people back, I'm very sincere about I, I pr- totally appreciate that they're uh, they're um, asking me to be a part of their projects. So I, I understand that 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 is important stuff um and uh it's, you know it's important in their life just as music is important in my life and i appreciate them you know asking me to be a part of it and i you know i respectfully decline um
0: the, the projects not all but most um, so uh it, you know that's that's just how it goes at this point things might open up a little in a, you know in a few years who knows you know, when my guys are are older and grown, and and uh, and I'm retired, and I can do some other things. That maybe maybe that'll open up the tour for me. Nice, nice. Well, I hope I hope so, and I wish you continued success, especially with with this band. Um, and hopefully, if you tour, we get a chance to see you guys. Um, you know, just good luck in the future.
1: All okay. right, brother. I appreciate right. it, man.
0: All right, I appreciate this. Thank you. I will send all the links all right. and all that to it. Okay. All right. All right, brother. Rock on. Thanks, man. Yep. Bye.
1: and is uh, this, uh uh-huh. <laughs>